0: Enough for you dave it's pretty gritty. all right welcome to the retro spectacle podcast on the drink five network um i am jason i'm joined as always with dave uh tonight we've got our good buddy mike to join us for our topic of the night which is drones we're going to talk about um all kinds of drones our buddy mike works with drones very interesting um but dave i need to ask you the most important question of the night what's that what is it that you are drinking
1: Great, so I have a Lagunitas IPA. Um, it is a fantastic pale ale that comes from California, but now is actually kind of moved into our home city here in Chicago. And I actually, we were just talking about this off the air, and I, uh, I have recently gone to the Lagunitas Brewery in Chicago, and it's huge. It's the biggest brewery in all of Chicago. They moved in and are suddenly like two, three times bigger than everybody else.
0: It's an enormous facility. It's like seven acre building, I think.
1: Yeah, they're literally bringing in like these giant machines to just
0: place down
1: these huge like German engineered stainless steel <laughs> vats of fantastic. Oh, That's... I
2: can't wait to go. up and been dying to go out there. No, you gotta That's go. Fantastic. In
1: fact, when you walk in, they play like Willy Wonka music with spotlights, and it's just weird. <laughs> oh man, you are entering a fucking
0: crazy world. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and what are you drinking?
0: Uh, well, I have the Arbeg uh, Scotch, and I-, I couldn't pronounce this if I, if my life depended on it. Try. But I'm gonna try. It's the Arbeg U Uigieadial. U-I-G-E-A-D-A-I-L.
1: One more time. Uigadiel.
0: Uigidial. Is that Gaelic? The Ardbeg It's just kind of like they got something stuck in the back of their mouth. It could have happened. It's Scottish. It's from the island of Islay, which I'm probably also pronouncing wrong. Um, but it's, it's an awesome Scottish Welcome, Scottish listeners. My cousin recommended this to me. Um, you know, I'm the Scotch fan. Dave, you're the bourbon fan. And Love we'll have a little bourbon. bourbon later, I'm sure. Sweet. But... Um, this is a 54% uh, scotch, and it—you know once you let an ice cube melt into it, it's absolutely awesome. It's fantastic. Cheers that. And I've also got a Lagunitas IPA.
1: So uh, those of you who have heard our show before, you kind of know the deal already. Uh, right now, uh, the Retro uh, School Podcast is basically kind of a topical program, so we're just going to dive into something that we don't necessarily know a lot about. Or maybe we do, and we just kind of want to talk we're about it. like
0: we don't know a lot about it. No, we just want to have a discussion about
1: <laughs> it, some of the finer points of it, right? Uh, not to put too fine a point on it. But tonight, again, as Jason said, uh, we're talking about drones, and we do have Mike here with us. So, Mike, tell us a little bit about your background in drones and what it is that you do on a day-to-day basis that involves uh, working with them.
2: Yeah. Well, first off, thanks for having me out. Uh, Last time I was out Thanks for, for fantasy. Back. Yeah. Fantasy football was a great time. Love spending time with you guys and, Great. Uh, I'm glad you said that and always watch out for
1: and our you get the fantasy, drink fantasy when football you, podcast
2: uh, when you mention fantasy on this show. During oh, okay. the fantasy cheers. season, <laughs> of course
1: we uh, we do we do have a great fantasy football podcast from the Drink 5 network and well, every time we say fantasy, like Jason just said, it is a cheers on our program forever and always. Cheers. But please, continue.
0: Except for when we do the actual podcast about that. Then we would just fall over halfway through if we kept doing it. Yeah, that. we should just probably not do it on that show. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, uh, I've been working on drones now for uh, three and a half, four years. It all started out, I was developing a... Uh, a unit for the company I work for, uh, which is pretty much focused on emergency management, first responders, and being able to uh, take eyes in the sky into a scene and, and get a look, uh, from a different perspective uh, okay. for so everyone wh- on the ground. So what is it that you do personally? Uh, so now it's more, uh, you know, sales. I do, uh, uh demos across the country. I do training for, uh, different municipalities or organizations and, uh, just get, getting units out and uh, especially with the new FAA regulations out there, there's really a lot of doors that are starting to get opened for agencies to get their hands on this uh, technology.
1: Good point. Welcome to the show. Um, oh, we already had a cheers or else I'd do it again. <laughs> uh, regardless, uh, so let's start at the very beginning. Obviously, the uh, the kind of thing that we want to talk about here is, is those people that might not be uh, that knowledgeable about what we're talking about. A drone by itself, someone saying drone could mean so many different things, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, But generally, uh, in my definition anyway, and you can tell me what you think about that, but my definition is that it's sort of a remotely controlled aircraft that can do a task uh, either with or without uh, being prompted to do so.
2: Yeah, I mean uh, that's a basic definition for it. I I try to v- avoid the word drone just uh, in passing. It, it's got a bad uh, reference, a uh, bad you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> uh, most of people when you hear drone, you think over Afghanistan, uh, some of the arms systems. You think about like the the Predator, can... oh, no. and, yeah. Absolutely. And
0: there's so many thousands of drones that don't kill anyone ever nope
1: <laughs> this guy goes right
2: to the death like that's heavy yeah, that's a heavy that topic heavy. Man. well there's a reason why people don't like the word drone exactly so i mean a lot of the smaller systems which are still calling drones on uh throughout the media you got DJI phantom small multi-rotor uh multi-copters that are carrying different cameras yeah. Yeah. So, sensors, so they're so, calling them drones so, so, so.
1: what does what multi-rotor mean
2: Multi-rotors, uh, if you think about a helicopter that has one rotor, uh, a lot of the systems being developed and sold, like the DJI Phantom, a very popular system you can buy on Amazon, uh, it's got four ro- uh, four rotors, multi-rotor. Some have six, some have eight, some are three. Uh, it all really depends.
1: I'm kind of fascinated by the fact that there could be like an unlimited amount of rotors. Yeah. Like you could have like a, a Dodeca rotor.
2: All the rotors
0: dodecahedra rotor. <laughs> you want to get, you just want the helicarrier from the
2: Avengers. Well, the more, the more, ro- the, the, the more, rotors the more rotors, the higher the payloads. So and the more the, stable it yep, is. Yep. So, I mean, some of the systems, they have eight motors that can carry, you know, 28 pounds up in the air for 10, 15 minutes. Right, right. So, you got Universal Studios and the big, uh, you know, uh, film industry uh, getting cameras up in the air and something they'd be able to use a manned helicopter for before which is thousands of dollars an hour to operate. So
1: cheaper and almost more accurate, yeah. more controllable.
2: You don't have somebody in harm's way if and, you're getting a helicopter. And the risk is so much yeah. lower
1: because the worst thing that could happen is that like it crashes into somebody and they're out for a while.
2: Well, I mean, you think if if something twenty pounds fell from two hundred feet in the sky on someone's head, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't know if they're going to be out a while. I mean, I guess, <laughs> I, guess I guess what it depends on your definition of a, <laughs> a while. An but. extended
1: period could be a long yes. time. Yes, I get it. I understand that. Uh, but still, I mean, in general, like the accidents uh, that have happened in the past with a lot of these things, people call drones, for example, they tend to, they, they're kind of uh, being curtailed off a little bit Mm -hmm. because more people are learning how to actually fly them and there's there's regulations and rules that are popping up that are preventing people from uh flying them uh at least to some degree now but before i get into that um so i want to ask some real basic questions okay so would uh would say like a regular rc airplane or a helicopter be considered a drone
2: it, it really depends who you're talking to. Yes, what's I your mean, what's your definition? Yeah, I guess anything's a drone. I mean, anything that's flying in the air with different sensors or cameras. Uh, from, see, the gro- see, from, said... from the ground, whether it be all through software, flying uh, points on a map, or whether there's a, a user on the ground with a controller, uh, a lot of times people are referring to these as drones, and I guess if that's the uh, definition of it, then...
0: Yeah, I think drones as a word is just going to kind of be Any, the familiar term.
2: unmanned, uh, right, you right. know, they're calling right. drones. Well, what and... I
1: said was it had to perform a task, mm-hmm. right? So, so maybe something with a camera or something that carries something, something like that. But there are still drones that I've seen online you can buy that don't necessarily, they're not able to do something.
2: No, they show me a drone on Amazon that doesn't have a camera on it.
1: Well, there is one. <laughs> and I can tell you about it later. But that's thats a $40, like, you talk about hobbyists. It's basically just an RC yeah, quadcopter. You see, it, uh, you,
2: you see it walking by Brooks. You see it walking by Brookstone, and the guy's flying it. It's in front made of the out
1: store. of styrofoam. Like, it has styrofoam armor on it. So that it can fly around, but you could literally crash it into like an uh, expensive piece of electronics. It wouldn't do anything. It would just bounce it off. <laughs> the parrot. Yes, but I mean, who doesn't want a little it, drone to fly around is, their house? It has a
2: camera. <laughs> <have the camera. laughs> I mean, ultimately the purpose
1: is, right, to to take like a, a small quadcopter that just has enough ability mm-hmm. to pick up like a pound, mm-hmm. uh, fly it through the hallway from your bedroom where you're laying peacefully in the bed watching a television program, have it pick up the bottle of scotch, pour it into a glass, and then bring the glass back to you. This is great. That's what I'm looking for.
2: <laughs> it'd, be, it'd just be more pra- practical to have a ground robot to do that as opposed to a drone. Personally, yeah. I'd rather have something driving around on the ground, opening the fridge. You know, I'd, I wouldn't want to be uh, flying around doing that. Okay, okay, way. fair enough. So something... <laughs>
1: So okay, so we'll talk about that later. <laughs>
0: They'll get the t- the flight controls to be tighter. Yeah, but like you said,
1: when you say drones, people seem to think mm-hmm. of like a military thing, or or maybe uh, like an Amazon package delivery service, no? which yeah. is uh, something that was a huge deal uh,
2: a year or two ago. And I'm just Domino's wondering, is uh, delivering pizzas in the UK? <laughs> are they really? Uh, they did a couple trial runs with it. Yeah. They delivered yeah. like uh, one or two pizzas. Yeah, a couple pizzas. It's to up to that.
0: you, Mike, to sell drones to you know the greater, to help the greater good. The greater and it will it will change the definition of the word. <laughs> Could you People imagine being drones are helpful?
2: Being in a bathroom, you're out of toilet paper. You, you hop on your phone, you get it. Ten minutes. You're like, <laughs> there we go. Ten minutes. You just gotta. Oh, walk. you mean you mean toilet paper from the store? Yeah, you just have it dropped off at your front door via See, drone. And yeah, you just
0: got on the back. I'm thinking you, you have, a, you have been a smaller I mean, drone inside of your house to go down the hallway to get some toilet paper for you and fly. It no, back that's the why bathroom. you
1: keep the extra roll of toilet paper under the sink, and then when it's gone, you get. A what new if you're one. done that's, with that one? Yeah, what if that one's gone? Where's the you... drone
0: to bring you more toilet paper, yeah. Dave?
1: This is a personal. You should have already had the extra one. That's what I'm saying. Uh, also, drones. Um, yes. <laughs> um, so, so the bigger thing here i'm talking about is uh you've got these commercial purposes that may or may not come to fruition you've got all the military stuff that is happening right now uh and we can talk about that later a little bit but but people don't usually talk about the really good reasons for there to be these uh, unmanned aerial vehicles right
2: no, I mean you're starting to hear it more and more. You're you're hearing the cases and organizations that are using them for search and rescues. Yep. Uh, you know, after a disaster, to be able to go in and search for survivors. Um, right. I, I forgot the tornado that hit. Uh... And uh,
0: was it wasn't Joplin, was it? No,
2: it no, was. It was, it, oh, it was oh, just last year. I mean, there was just some incredible drone footage after uh, the incident, and you know. Uh, Disaster response is going in looking for survivors, assessing the scene, assessing the damage. There's there's lots of benefits there. Yeah, imagine if you could have like three
0: drones go and survey the area instead of having to send in people.
2: And you're starting to hear more and more applications. You're starting to see them used for film. And some of the shots they're able to produce on that side, there's real estate agents and, uh, you know, California using them uh, to film properties and use that to sell them. I mean, so let's start in a gain traction. uh, What
1: I'm asking, I guess, is why do you think that the impression right now of most people is not towards like the utilitarian use or the commercial use, but more towards that of the military uh, or very basically like the Amazon stuff just because of the commercial or the uh, the ad they had sort of online. Um, do you think that it's because the military is just broadcast all the time in the news? Uh, it's not really used very much in that medium uh, for other purposes? Or do you think there's, there's other reasons why you don't hear about the good stuff?
2: No, I think uh, there really hasn't been... I guess it depends on what you consider uh, the good stuff. I mean, a lot of work that Predators done in Afghanistan's been fantastic, uh, but that's what you're hearing about on the media. Uh, it, it, that technology, the larger technology, has also been around a lot longer. And now you're starting to get the smaller stuff on a, a micro scale. That's uh, much more beneficial for some of the smaller agencies to get their hands on it. That and the well, cost, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's
1: stuff that's that's beneficial to people mm-hmm. that like that you know, right. Like, say your uh, your brother owns like a farm or something, and now he's able to buy this thing that can survey his crops and his cattle from, from long distances, mm-hmm. as opposed to before having to drive some kind of vehicle or survey them uh, some other way.
0: And you can get it done a lot faster, too. Yeah. So yeah. it's
1: sundown, and you can't go the rest of the way, but yeah, you can, because you can just take that footage, either review it or look at it live. The drone has a mm-hmm. night camera
0: on it. Yep.
1: Depends on the on the <laughs>
2: well drone. with with agriculture. What they like to use them for is uh, thermal imaging capabilities. So mm-hmm. they'll be able to tell exactly uh, what crops aren't getting enough water, oh, what they need yeah. to irrigate more with the thermal imager. And I suppose that technology is only going to get better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's a, it, not only is it going to get better, but it's going to get cheaper. There are even drones yeah. that
1: actually disperse seeds and uh, mm-hmm. and like uh, pesticides, yeah. or on the other side of it, you know, like uh, things that help the. The plants grow yep. uh, while they're going along, and they can tell how much to disperse by by what they're seeing with their cameras. Yep.
2: Pretty amazing. It, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and another thing, just to mention, is, is drones can be multi rotors. They can also also be fixed wings, so they can have wings and look like a little airplane. I mean, if you look at the Predator, uh, you know, it, yeah. it looks it looks, it looks more like similar. An airplane with an inverted. Taylor exactly so i mean uh then there's the multi-rotors that you see on the news uh you know flying and crashing into the white house front lawn yeah uh you know so it could be a fixed wing it could be a multi-rotor it's it, it's general uh that's why i say multi-rotor a lot or uas or suas uh, you it's know. all
1: just a bunch of acronyms and it is it acronyms. ultimately means like a unmanned flying vehicle but mm-hmm. but as he said like there there are reasons to call them their individual names mm-hmm. Um, so, we have, we have some types of different kinds of, of drones, or, or more accurately, what they're used for. So, obviously, there's the military, and they use them basically in two types, in reconnaissance or surveillance, and then also to weaponize them.
0: You can uh, use them, like you were saying earlier, to transport small loads, too. So, they could fly some uh, emergency supplies, like medic supplies and stuff like that to people.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, weather system... Uh, robots uh, and drones, there are a lot of those now investigating high uh, w- weather systems. And, and what's behind that? Like, like we've all seen Twister from the 90s, right? Where they tried to fly all the little tiny robots in there. Yeah. Those robots were just idiots. They were just mm-hmm. little sensors, I thought. Yeah, they couldn't really tell anything. Right. Now you could fly an actual drone in there that could correct itself to stay in the center of a tornado and try to figure out exactly what's going on in there. Something you've never had before, ever in the history They've of. got them
0: flying in way worse conditions than hurricanes now. Yeah. Like, worse than regular airplanes would go into. And they can take all kinds of, like, you know, data, and they don't have to send people in there anymore.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And that's, that's the big thing, right, is, is that you're sort of, you're lowering this risk of uh, actual humans manning some kind of flight to get information. Instead, uh, you may spend a bunch of money on something, but it's going to be a lot less than it would be if it was a huge... Uh, manned aircraft and a, a personal, like a real life at stake. Um, agricultural uses like monitoring fields and cattle, like we went over, even spraying and seeding remotely. Uh, and then also 3D mapping. Um, there's a lot of uses there w- with uh, people that are growing things, agriculture, also mm-hmm. uh, people that are
2: doing topography. Uh, Const- guys, Construction, I mean, even... Uh- some military uses there with the 3D map in. So I mean, yeah, that's incredible.
1: You see all the time, right? Someone from uh, Google or Microsoft or Yahoo driving down the street mm-hmm. in a PT Cruiser or whatever their vehicle happens to be. You know, it just might be a PT Cruiser. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Microsoft, why did you choose PT Cruiser? That's a terrible thing to choose. Um, Microsoft uses PT Cruisers. They have used the PT Cruiser.
0: <laughs> I'm shaking my head. Everyone, who can't see me.
1: Because Microsoft has never done anything bad. Anyway, uh, he's shaking his head. I can see it. <laughs> Even if you guys can't.
0: All right, I've already spilled like alcohol on a laptop during a podcast before. You do it again? I, no, I was gonna like spit my beer all over the laptop.
1: <laughs> don't do it, man. So
0: I, I don't want to. Better than a sketch. I spilled a shot of uh, like Bacardi sure. Soco or something. Mm uh a long time ago and uh it just it ruined my laptop it was right at the beginning of the show it was very tense anyways let's get back to drones i'm having a good time we got to play with your
2: drone earlier yeah Uh, we did you showed us uh the drone around back a little bit that
0: was really cool it's amazing how uh quick those things are
2: yeah they're they're really fast uh our system, I mean, uh, if you take it out of GPS and navigation mode, it's, it's capable, capable of going 50 miles an hour. Wow. And, yeah, and there's it, even quicker ones out up, there. If you, if you Google it's, it's, FPV multi-rotor uh, races and stuff like that, some of these uh, systems these guys set up is just incredible.
1: It's kind of what you would think it would be. Uh, and what's great about mm-hmm. these kind of devices, is specifically the quadcopters mm-hmm. and, and those with more rotors than that, is that lifting off the ground is just so fast. It's yep. very impressive. It is. Uh, just what Jason was saying earlier, literally uh, you know you could you could have uh, a drone resting in one spot and zip it up, and you would you would hesitate to believe that you had seen it if it was out of the corner of your eye
0: right it, it yeah it can go up so quickly
1: um, to finish my list that I was talking about earlier, so three d maps search and rescue, which is a huge thing right with uh being able to have uh, like heat maps and things. Say someone gets lost in the mountains or, or in the cold, you could, you could have something like a, a drone go out there that wouldn't be at risk of these low temperatures, mm-hmm. wouldn't be at risk of, uh, of heights, and they could just basically scan, scan, scan. You could even have a group of them together and scan, scan, scan until you see a heat map and then find it. Once you know where it is, you could enact an actual rescue.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, thermal imaging is a big add-on uh, for a lot of systems. I, I mean, a lot of systems on the market, and yeah, especially for thermal imagers. I mean, you can get a lot closer to tree lines uh, with the UAV as opposed to a man, a manned aircraft. You can yeah. actually, with a lot of the systems, you can go into the tree lines, uh, depending how far away from you uh, and how the signal is. But uh, you can get a lot closer to thermal imager. Uh, multiple capabilities, not just with search and rescue. But but for uh, you know, firefighting and seeing hot spots and uh, Can you, know, you imagine what we're gonna see in like ten years? It's uh no I can't. <laughs> it's I mean crazy. Uh, Well we'll get to that I'm a little excited. bit later too. It's but fun.
1: Yeah, I mean we're we're talking uh, we're talking some high tech stuff. Yeah. Uh, police departments, fire departments making the push to secure room in their budgets for drones. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can't necessarily always use them. Uh, Again, one of the topics that we discussed before the show, um, just because it is such sort of a a hot topic, uh, is the fact that, of course, if someone is in the police department, like law enforcement, right, and they wanted to bring a drone over somewhere to use on a suspect or something like that, they would have to obtain a warrant before they were able to do anything like that. According yeah, to the existing rules.
2: That's correct. I mean, it, it's different state to state, but uh, in in most cases, they, they need a warrant before they can do that. So uh, what you're
1: saying is in Texas, the drone can drink while
2: flying. Yes.
0: Yeah, it can have an open container while <laughs> flying. No one can prove it's It's not supposed it to be not. drunk or anything. <laughs> a drunk robot. Yeah. Futurama is coming true. Uh-huh. So... So what other tasks could drones
1: perform uh, or help with that could be beneficial to us? Uh, For example, like they've been used for filmmaking, like you talked Mm -hmm. about, Mike. Also uh, in uh, Sochi, the 2014 Olympics, they used it uh, to be kind of a recording agent while they had the skiing and uh, Mm -hmm. snowboarding events. Because there's nothing that can get to those places. Like, you know in football, for example, NFL in the uh, They have the United overhead States, camera. They mm-hmm. have overhead cams. Right. But those overhead cams are locked in position right. horizontally. You can't
0: – You can't. well, it can I mean, move I've vertically it. too. It can move vertically and horizontally. Okay. Actually, it can move in three dimensions. Well, it can do a but lot of things. you can't, but it can't build like, that kind of a system on a whole ski hill.
1: Yeah. It can't do whatever it needs to do at any point.
0: Right. In the past, what they would do was they would just run a zip line over a certain section. So every time when people were going down the hill – Like, you would see, like, this part of the hill was just, like, the zip line of the camera. That was it. Or they would have, um, like, on, uh, like, a pipe, like, a half pipe run. Sure. They would have a guy with a camera going down the hill with one of those stabilized cameras.
1: But now they have someone, like, actually being next to the snowboarder, basically, doing the same thing he is. So you know, the skill level of like people. Piloting I want
0: a snowboarder games. to like do a jump and reach out and grab it and just like chuck it or something. Can you yeah. imagine though? Like it's basically like can you Cry imagine? smash. Yeah. <laughs>
2: can
1: you imagine being one of these uh, pilots that is expected to like follow along with the snowboarder? That would be pretty cool. I mean, it, it's almost just like. There's got to be some crashes involved in this. There, <laughs> there is. It's, it's, <laughs> you have to get really used to it because it's you need a to lot of practice. But it's you need like to practice.
0: move with the altitude too a lot. Yeah, you're know? you basically you're not just going back and you forth. You basically are doing the pipe mm-hmm. with
1: the snowboard. Yeah,
0: or or well, see the thing is, they use them with the drones. They'll use them going down the, like the whole mountain, right? And that's like way more complicated.
2: Yes. Well there's usually two operators especially with those systems. One guy is actually just flying the unit okay. and then there's a separate guy that's o- just operating the camera. Just operating the camera. Yeah, that makes so sense. So he's the one, you know, tilting around and getting a different angle. Or or, or there could be even
1: more. There could be someone doing the altitude of the drone. There could be That's that's, just that's so easy. Like
2: I mean, uh, you know, I, I shouldn't say easy. It's a lot of practice. Before <laughs> anybody should be flying these around people, they should be Uh, taking the necessary precautions of course doing training online practicing in fields before they're going out and flying it over anyone and that's a that's the scariest thing for me is uh they're starting to become so available that everybody is you know not We don't need a license or anything no they're just they're just able to fly these and uh you know it's it's that's that's a little scary. Well, that's an awesome segue into
1: you know uh, the new FAA rules that, that are sort of coming up right now. Actually, January 12th of 2015 is when the FAA introduced some rules. Before then, they were asked to do this back in uh, like 2012 or something. But it had taken them several years, as it does often take people time as bureaucrats, of course, to come up bureaucrats? With, with rules.
0: How are you guys doing on your beers? I think we should open that bomber, yeah?
2: Obama would be great. I'll uh I'll drink a little quicker here, but yeah, uh you know, you're right, Dave, there's a lot of new headway with the FAA right now. Uh before uh for commercial use, uh especially what you had to do with the FAA is you had to apply for a COA, uh another acronym, certificate of authorization from the FAA in order, in order sure. to uh operate a drone for search and rescues to to film a movie, to, to shoot photography at a golf course, uh, and now with the proposed regulations, you're not going to need a certificate of authorization. You're going to have to adhere to their rules under 500 feet, uh, within line of sight, daytime flights, uh, etc. All these available. Uh, all these are on the FAA website. I'm sure Dave could uh, link to them later after the podcast. Of course. So uh, yeah, big changes. And this is uh, primarily for commercial. Uh, so anything that's going to make a profit or uh, government entities. Uh, hobbyists have always kind of had you know, free reign of uh, you know, what they're able to do. Uh, so, with-
1: that, so that's something we should discuss a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is So what are the rules? And then how does it affect those people that just want to go buy a drone and see what it can do? Um, will they be arrested? Like, are there, are there repercussions for, for going out and doing something that otherwise seemed like didn't have any kinds of uh, legal limits? So we were talking earlier about these sort of rules. One of the rules that's uh, very important is that you cannot go over an altitude of 500 feet over ground level mm-hmm. and you have to be at least 17 years old. Uh, you also have to pass a series of tests and certifications, and like Mike just mentioned uh, previously, they weren't sure like what was going to happen. I guess there were there were some groups of people that thought perhaps you'd have to be a pilot, like full fledged, you know, have yeah. a, a full fledged pilot license yep. in, in order to uh, to have one of these drones under your command. But it turns out it's not so. At least according to these rules that have not actually become law yet. By the way, no, not yet. So right now these these rules don't actually exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're sort of just floating around
2: it's uh it's always been such a gray area uh, because i mean uh, the faa really has no authority to impose laws and i would so say technically speaking nobody's actually flying it there hasn't been <laughs> any laws about UA, uh, uavs uas's uh, one of the big,
1: one of the big reasons is because mm-hmm. there hasn't been anything catastrophic that happened because of them yet
2: you, you think it takes something catastrophic for laws to get pushed along faster
1: do you want me to answer yes or no? I, no. Uh, well, I don't want to get too political. All, <laughs> it's not a yes
2: or no question. Yeah. All I'm
1: saying is that is that this is one of the new technologies that have not been necessarily abused in public space in the United States. So although there have been incidents, and there are incidents mm-hmm. if you... Uh, Jason was just talking earlier about looking on Wikipedia for drone incidents. There's a, a list of them. But yeah, there's they're very, a very of them. They're very specific. A lot
0: of them are small. Like the guy who was just a hobbyist who crashed his drone on the White House lawn. The reason they're so specific
1: right now is because nothing has happened that has been so in the news and crazy that everybody knows about it.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but it could, right? Like, I mean, it could.
2: No, absolutely. I mean, I, I feel like the drone crash in uh, the White House lawn was it was pretty big news. I and mean, then everywhere I looked, uh, maybe yeah, that, it was really maybe big. that's just because I'm keeping an eye out for stuff like that. That was really but. big, and
0: <laughs> it w- there was like several hours before it was learned that it was just a random guy. Yeah. Who actually worked for the government? Mm. He was just like out in the morning taking photos with it.
2: Well, well, since then DJI has actually gone in, and you're not able to take off uh, within certain boundaries of airports and and oh, the so they House. have like it hard coded in there. So they have it coded in there with the new firmware that if you try to take off, you won't, and if you try to fly in cool. there, it'll automatically land. But of
1: course, I mean, you could always. Screw with the uh, the like internals of a device.
2: Yeah, there's always uh, you know somebody out there that can can hack Reverse something. Reverse engineering. And, yep. Yeah. Okay. So with some of the systems, I mean, other stuff uh, is so encrypted. I, I guess somebody theoretically could somebody hack somewhere into will figure it, it out.
1: Yeah, but but basically, the rules are, are a good thing in in at least in practice here for, for most people, because uh, you shouldn't have people that are underage uh, just like randomly flying some some drone into like the, a, a store. Like you could break windows. I mean, these things are not small. There are those drones that are uh, 20 ounces. There are those drones that weigh 20 pounds. There are those drones that are 3,000 pounds. So, I mean, you really, you can't just allow people to do whatever they want with them, right? Uh, So they seem understandable, but you are not allowed to operate a drone out of sight, line of sight, according to these FAA rules, which means that commercial businesses that wanted to deliver tacos, that wanted to deliver pizza, that wanted to deliver, uh, like Amazon, wanted to deliver Mm -hmm. packages, are currently, according to these rules, if they go into law, going to be banned from doing any of that because it's going to be out of line of sight.
2: Right. That's correct. And there's not a pilot either. Uh, With all these regulations, they want a pilot and somebody there. There's still things that go wrong. Uh, You know, there's different errors, uh, you know, a GPS signal. I mean, with your cell phones, all of a sudden you're driving down the road. A a solar flare will... absolutely mess everything that's going on and yeah and you need to know how to control the system and take care of it without those safety features and, and guidance system right built so you in. can't
1: have best buy automated drones delivering flat screen tvs to your apartment because They're going to, at some point, lose contact of that drone at some point, and it's going to crash into a car and kill somebody.
2: And we're still losing airplanes. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. The manned vehicles are not 100%. You know, the technology is going to get better. Uh, I like to think someday deliveries by drones are uh, absolutely a possibility. Look, I'm totally
1: with that. I mean, if Amazon has the stuff that I want 45 minutes away, please give it to me in 45 minutes. That's yeah. all I'm asking.
2: I'd pay ten dollars so I don't have to hop in my car and drive there and pick it up. heck, yeah! That's that's I'd American society like right there for is. us.
1: yeah. A uh, Taco Bell delivery. I mean, I don't care if it's soft when it gets here.
2: I can. <laughs> I demolish a cheese gordita. We're not that right far now. from Taco Bell. Oh, they would get yeah. it here. <laughs> all right. The drone would
0: get it here fast.
1: <laughs> so, um, so basically, uh, would would this prevent using drones in emergency situations like search and rescue or firefighting? Is there some kind of Something that's dividing that. Uh, what what is considered civil? What is considered uh, governmental? And where is the line in between those things?
2: Um, you know, uh, good question. I mean, uh, governmental—any anything funded by the government. I mean, you're talking your your. your so what I'm saying or, is,
1: those things that are governmental are are not subject to these laws as of now.
2: No, as of now, these are the same laws that are applying to government entities.
1: So everyone, everyone has to obey by these. That's correct. But right. but other not, than hobbyists, not the military. No, not the military. So the military is the only thing that's that's not outside. Military has got its own rules. Yeah. Buddy. so, what do you think about it? As in your situation, like having a little bit of contact with some of these kind of entities, uh, certainly you've had conversations about this already. Mm-hmm. So what what do they think? What do you think?
2: No, I mean, they're they're excited. Uh, you know, I, I work with a lot of fire departments uh, and, and before uh, it was just kind of a, a hesitant uh, feeling towards it, what the FAA was going to do. Uh, you touched on it earlier about uh, possibly needing a pilot's license of uh, different medical certificates uh, to be able to operate one. And now they see the framework and what's going on and, and what they're going to be responsible for 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 operating a system and and they're excited okay. uh you know uh, the price of these keeps coming down uh it's it, they're very easy to use and, and and very beneficial i mean that's the biggest thing they're gonna they're gonna save lives uh you know if you think a large train derailment uh being able to go in with a, a gas sensor and uh detect what's going on if someone's before gonna you blow up them. yeah i mean yeah. a lot of times you're, you're suiting a guy up in gear and sending them in and who knows what's going to happen, but now you know uh, you can send a robot in. Look, I uh, feel like if I, if, and... if I
1: was in the fire department and, like, mm-hmm. something was like, well, we're not sure if we should go in there, if we could send something real quickly just to decide if it was okay, yeah, and then we knew, we could send
0: everybody in there. Like I, That's yeah. amazingly good. I worked that's for fantastic. several years cleaning up hazardous spills and, like, being a, like, you know, it was on a very small scale, but on a large scale, that would be incredibly beneficial. I mean, Not only because it's much faster than a human can do it, but because it's, you know, it's ultimately completely safe mm. because all you're losing is, you know, things. Yeah, I mean, they're, getting,
2: they're getting tested for intrinsic safety. Uh, you know, you don't want to send something in there that's going to do more damage than good. Set a spark and a plume and everything, you know, right. goes up sure, in the air. Sure, that could be an uh, issue. <laughs> you know, there it, it, there's just so many different applications for them. It's, it, it's exciting to see where they go and, uh, you know, just uh, glad to be a part of it. Like, yeah.
0: <sighs> it's a beer break.
1: All right. Thank you, Jason. So, uh, we're having a good time here with, uh, with Mike tonight and we're talking about drones and, uh, and what they are and who uses them and what's going to go on in the future. Uh, so we just talked about some of the things they could be used for agriculturally, uh, for search and rescue, especially, uh, fire department and police department sort of operations in a civil respect. Um, governmental use is obviously an issue and we'll cover that you know briefly but none of us are experts or members of the USAF so don't expect any uh confidential details from from us Uh, (laughs) but one of the things I wanted to get into I was excited about is so say say you're a hobbyist right so say that you just um like controlling things from you know from afar. Mm-hmm. Like you you've always been camping and, and seeing someone having that monster truck going back and forth. Like there's something very visceral about controlling something and having it do what you want it to do. Um since we were kids, uh, rc cars, planes, hovercrafts, like I know I had this thing it was called the Typhoon Three when I was little. It was in the early nineties. And it was a hovercraft. <laughs> and it could go over water, it oh, could go fantastic. over oh, that's fantastic. It could go over regular land. It was so much fun. Um
0: a hovercraft? Like on top gear?
1: Yeah, I had that when I, was, when I was younger. And I know it cost my parents a bunch. It was like 80 bucks, And uh, back, back then, like 80 bucks was a little more than it is now.
0: Yeah, that's fun. When I was down in Carbondale, um, uh, going to school down there, my dorm was right next to a lake. And just all of a sudden, totally so randomly one day, there was a hovercraft out there. <laughs> like a full-size hovercraft? Uh, yeah, like, a, with, like two people on it. They were ripping across the so lake. So that's like a typhoon. And they got out and like, rode all over the disc golf course. It was really
2: cool. Like the Bubba Watson hot uh, hovercraft? Have you guys seen that one? Bubba Watson, I have yes. Absolutely. No, I have not. That's no,
0: fantastic. Is it a big one?
2: It's a it's like a golf cart hovercraft. So yeah, he'll, he'll It's like a, <laughs> like a self created kind of thing. Oh, it's, yeah. great. it's crazy.
1: Um. So so what I was going to ask is, do you remember any toys like when you were younger? Did you guys have RC cars and uh, did, or RC planes or helicopters? Like I just bought my uh, nephew this past Christmas. Um, an RC helicopter that was usable for, like, younger kids. Yeah, it's actually true. supposed to be something that you use, like, you can even use in the house because it's kind of built that way where if it crashes into something, it doesn't actually do any damage. It's
0: slightly indestructible and yeah. totally harmless. It's, like, mostly harmless. Those are the entire entire so like aggravating to
1: fly. I'm but... sure they're not. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, you, but for a three-year-old, I gotta go, oh, a couple oh it them. goes up. Well, you can you know, things my to My family like, that is not I... an accurate machine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times for Christmas, I'll get, you know, a, a little helicopter to fly around the house because, you know, I work with it. So, oh, Somebody I love thinks you can control and, it really yeah, well. absolutely. And they're, they're aggravated. And so, they're mad anyways. when you, like,
1: <laughs> knock over their china plates. Yeah, I'm
2: like, they like, oh, fly it. I'm like, all right. And just, you know, bang into the window. Yeah. <laughs>
1: For sure. How oh, about you, Jason? Though. Did you have any RC uh, vehicles? Uh, well,
0: cars, yes. I don't think I ever had a flying thing, but um, by my house, there was a RC plane field. And I always liked just going over there and watching people fly the planes and stuff. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, in the age of GoPros and stuff, it totally makes sense that, you know, the very next logical step would be to take things like that and to put a camera on it. Yep.
2: There's uh, so much interesting stuff like that out there. I mean, uh, just the FPV, uh, first-person view. Outside, That's fantastic. Uh, inside the hobby industry is just great. That
1: makes me want to be a drone pilot just to to be an FPV for like six hours, just like I'm just driving around flying.
2: See some of these races. I mean, uh, Google it, YouTube it, and uh, it's they're, they're great. They're entertaining. They're fast. I mean, it, it's easy so, to fly, especially looking like you're in the cockpit, just like playing... I don't know Star Fox when, back in the that's day. Okay, you're Star just, Fox. You know, so you're just... my question
0: about this is I'm gonna watch one when we're done, but is it like you're flying through obstacles and you have to go through a hoop here and like? Well, well, no, could, I mean they're they, they they more
1: set
2: up. Yeah, but it's not usually like that. It's more like. Uh, well, go ahead. They're in a the field, there's flags, or they're racing in, you know, a it's almost Daytona like Daytona 500's uh, oval. Yeah, like laps okay. or like slalom. See, I'm always,
0: <laughs> I, I'm much more of an F1 fan, so I like races with turns in them. <laughs> Not just, we're going to go fast and then turn left. Left.
2: But, uh, no, the FPV is, uh, you know, that's great. Uh, more on the hobby side, you're starting to get more people involved in the hobby of uh, flying RC, just with uh, the capability of carrying a GoPro, everyone's got a GoPro now. Now you can get it, you know, a hundred feet up in the air and do a panorama. It's
1: uh, one of the things you were talking about is is even on like the more expensive ones that uh, that you deal with, for example, um, they still kind of have that that ability, like that uh, ability to mount a GoPro because. Because everyone knows in that industry that 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 is just a it's an undeniable feature of everything now. Like ever everyone has a GoPro, they they understand how it works. And if someone was to not have the ability to put something like that on their uh, on on something they buy for a couple thousand dollars, like it would be probably.
2: Uh, well, a lot of the a lot of the stuff you can buy uh, has cameras built into it. Whether yeah. it's just a capability to plug it's in a GoPro or your own sure, camera, but, but don't you want
1: to have the ability to to like have something to on there customize as well, it a bit so that like, in say you use it for a couple of years, but you want to have a better camera, so you need to have the ability to customize that a little bit, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, on uh, that
0: DJI, there's yeah. a mount to put an iPhone or a Galaxy on it.
2: Yep. Yeah.
1: And and I don't know how I would feel about having my phone, you know, 600 feet in the air.
0: No, it's like you, you like FaceTime somebody with a phone and you just send it to them. So that like, they're just like receiving a message via your phone and the drone is just carrying it to them.
2: They send, send the drone to I, their house so that they're like
1: in the so window. So they're
2: forced to look at I, you. And I can't you're even, FaceTiming them to themselves. I can't even tell you how many times I put my phone underneath the drone and, and flown it around. A lot of times because it's like, oh, crap, I forgot to charge the batteries for the GoPro, and I want to get something up in the air. Oh, that's uh, funny. That's uh, but... funny. <laughs>
1: okay, so, uh, so quadcopters, uh, probably the best – a drone that a beginner can buy because it kind of just balances
2: itself easier yeah i mean multi rotors i mean uh anything uh well we talked a little I'd, bit about I'd helicopters and, and is airplanes. four like
0: the magic number or are there octocopters now there you, is there is octos there, there is, are. Uh, there's even more than
2: that actually yeah there cool. is i mean you look uh i think there's one with like 26 rotors and this guy actually sits in it and flies it. so the more they have <laughs> right. the more stable it's not a drone anymore not necessarily uh <laughs> that's
0: just like a a fun thing you know one
2: one here. thing that's nice about more motors is uh if a motor were to failure uh, fail for some reason you got a bit of redundancy uh okay. the system's <laughs> automatically going to pick up that you know motor four is out does it kind of cap off after a while
1: like you have eight rotors and that's like as stable as you get
2: as far as stability uh it's about you know lift I, mostly. I, I wouldn't even be able to tell you it probably uh, has
1: a lot to do with weight
2: You know, if you're worried about stability, that's all going to be in the camera mount. Uh, The system's always going to knock around. I don't care if you have a yeah, you need a good gyroscope. It's all about the gyro stabilized camera mounts and the weight of the
1: of the unit.
2: The weight of the unit has a lot to do with it. I mean, but... if
1: it's hundred pounds, it's going to be less. It's going to be more stable than something that's well. 10 ounces. Y- your
2: You're still going is... to get knocked around. I mean, true, look at true. look at turbulence on a uh, seven forty seven.
0: Uh, aren't isn't the road? Aren't the rotors mostly for lift? Like the more surface area you have on
2: rotors, the greater lift you can have. Exactly. So I mean, uh, you know, uh, with the systems with shields around the blades, you'll see those a lot out there, like the foam one you were talking about earlier. Uh, you take that outside in a five mile an hour. Ten mile an hour a typical Chicago day. Yeah. Goodbye. Well, typical Chicago just blows day. away. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. You put
1: a lot of drones out there in typical Chicago winters. They might have a couple problems. Well, Although, you were saying it, that it seems like a lot fly of them,
2: those in hurricanes. Yeah. A lot of
1: them are like uh, all the Designed to to weather all those conditions
2: yeah I mean uh you really got to just do your research uh, you know if you're looking into a system, a lot of the systems that are commercially available and uh, you know uh, out there on amazon and, and the various e-commerce websites uh, they might not be all weather uh, you know you gotta They're probably not you actually. gotta yeah, exactly and if if it's pouring out, should you you fly your two thousand dollar system with your thousand dollar camera? I'm gonna under? say absolutely I doubt it. not, probably yeah. not some yeah, of the if you're
1: looking for a really nice day and a hill with a uh, like a oh, picturesque
0: a scene, and some fresh flowers yeah. on the hillside
2: i was uh actually out in new orleans for a trade show a couple weeks ago and i was uh just walking uh walking back to the hotel from the convention center uh and I seen a guy in a park pulling out a case. And once I seen the case, I always get curious. Oh, you knew what it was. <laughs> and I knew right away, I was like, he's going to pull out uh, a UAV. And sure enough, he pulls out a DJI Phantom. And, nice. you know, I get all excited because I have my system with me. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like oh, this guy's going to love this. So did you go hang out with So the So other I girl? went over, like, I checked it out. I was watching him set up. Did you I was, fly them together? I was chit chatting them did you try yeah. to see, like, how close you can get? And no, we, we didn't play with that. Uh, we <laughs> were on a river walk in New Orleans. So, I mean, I mean, there was a, a lot of people walking around and although we were both flying over the mississippi river if something would have happened uh system would have just went bye-bye but <laughs> it just falls into the water yeah. <laughs> well the point is you probably know had newly charged batteries so I, You just
1: wanted to kind of uh you wanted to demonstrate to the people what was happening yeah i mean he was he
2: it. was flying around he flies all over uh i guess his girlfriend was a flight attendant so he's always hopping on flights with her and bringing this drone and just okay. filming really cool video. So he doesn't, so work, he's a, in, he doesn't he,
1: work in the same industry as you. He's just kind of, he likes to he have w- the he's an enthusiast. The he
2: was out there having fun. He's okay. a, he's a, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a photographer. Uh, so he's out there just capturing video on a day off. And, uh, yeah, you know, it, it was just nice to see him out there. Good to see somebody else passionate about it. He was doing it in a safe manner, so not putting anyone at risk. And, as, uh, as
1: someone that kind of, uh, um, you know, follows those guidelines and, you know, uh, has a lot of training, etc., in how to fly one, would you consider him, uh, to be someone that was, that was okay to, uh, to operate one of
2: those? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think 90% of the people, uh, I don't know if I'll throw out percentages, <laughs> but it's just everyone before they fly it, I mean, they're making the systems easier to use, uh, yeah. more hands-off, more uh, computer-guided, point-and-click, here I want to go this high. Uh, it, it's just, I'm a, I'm a strong believer of, uh, you know, you always need to know... Uh, how to control the aircraft without those guidance? Is that so? Do you so, think
0: that people should be taking a test similar to a driver's license?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the,
1: they, kind it's, of, they kind of are, and they kind of will be. I mean, it's, not, they, it's right not right now. Right now, it
2: should be. No I, I wouldn't. Really I wouldn't compare point. it to a driver's license. Like, I don't think somebody should have to go into a. Umv and uh, fly around, <laughs> fly around a course. Well, there's no
0: test currently, but you should can have you, to take can a you, test, can right? You
2: parallel parking here. So right now, hobbyists, no, there's no test. It's well, it's uh, not.
0: I'm I'm saying like with the regular, you take, a, you take a driver's test so that you know the rules of the road, not just so that you prove that you know the car. So. You know, people need to at least be educated on well, what there, to do in case of emergency.
1: There will be uh, requirements that are are made of these people that are able to operate mm-hmm. yeah. drones, and it doesn't mean you can't operate one. Just like you can't, you can operate a car even if you're 12 years old. Mm-hmm. You just will probably crash into something. <laughs> you know, and, and that's that's sort of something we all live with, I guess. You know, the the constant fear that a 12 year old will crash into us. Yeah, probably <laughs> no, not. Probably not. not that, on, I
0: didn't. You know, I wasn't worried about that until nowadays. Not I that actually... constant of a fear. <laughs> no, but now crazy.
1: Jason has it. It's just, it's going to be crazy. Anyway, um, totally true what you guys are saying. And I think that uh, there will be these uh, tests that are required of people every six months or 12 months. Uh, but they're not going to be tests that where you, where you go into a facility okay. and you actually have to operate a physical vehicle yeah
0: i doubt that it's not like it's going to be that hard to actually use yeah it's just that you need to make sure that people have certain common sense and everyone's operating under the same sort of guidelines
1: it almost reminds me of like the uh like the morse code thing like are you familiar with uh the cb radios sure Mm -hmm. okay uh do you know before that the uh the like antenna that like you could operate if you wanted to,
0: like a ham radio. Yeah, ham radio. But okay. you had to have a
1: ham radio operator's license to actually be licensed on those frequencies. Right. So I feel like it's more like that. Like if you're smart enough to buy one of these machines, you should be able to read the instructions and understand what you need to do,
0: and prove that you understand it and have read it. What I'm
1: worried about is those people that aren't reading instructions.
2: Well, you know, and there's a lot of you them out drive there, next you to a... them all all day long you get a shiny new uh toy same thing really come on from ikea you buy furniture do you look at the instructions i just start you know we're from ikea yeah (laughs) i mean furniture uavs potato potato you're right though but uh no there's a a lot of people out there just flying them and yeah i mean uh uh, with the new proposed regulations there is going to be some testing involved and uh uh, not so much on the hobbyist end, this is more for uh the commercial side of things, but it's uh okay. it's good. So uh I think. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so would
1: it be accurate to uh to imagine something like a, uh like a larger drone, um something that can have like a GPS and a high def camera and the ability to climb to altitudes and be all weather, uh being like a reasonable price, like Something like $200 to $500 in the next,
2: say, five years. $200 to $500. Well, is five farther. years, Here, I
1: bet. Here's what I'm saying I'm saying soon people will have the ability to purchase some of these things that can do things that are surprising uh, and technically maybe uh, not so great for other people involved with them, right? Uh, I'm trying to be as politically here as possible. Obviously, uh, <laughs> what I'm saying is people could do bad things with these drones. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a good technology, which is evolving rapidly, yeah. I mean, in the next five ten years, you could buy one for 500 bucks that would be able to be a badass drone.
2: I guess it. I guess it depends on what you consider a badass drone. I mean, you can fi- you can buy a unit right now for thousand dollars on Amazon. Okay, so a thousand. That can, a thousand that can right lift. Now. That can lift four pounds, and if you have ill intent, you. So can... you could
1: like you could possibly like have ill intent towards someone and make something bad happen. Um, in five ten years, you, you can see the the possibility of that growing into something more uh, more obviously terrible.
2: Things always get worse, I guess, okay. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> things if you can want get better it, too, things can get better too. I mean, uh, you know, this is this is also why you want the good guys to have the technology. No, I would never uh, want to twist your words, but quite all frankly, <laughs> all I'm
1: saying is you you recognize that because mm-hmm. because how how advanced drones are right now, they could easily be even more advanced soon.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, uh, you look of course just at that's how technology works. So, this is how L- look at cell phones in the last five years. I mean, right. everything is just, uh, you know, it's the only, exponentially. The only thing about cell phones that surprises me
1: is that they didn't get smaller, they got bigger. Suddenly, it, it was like they were <laughs> getting smaller. It was Remember like the four razor? Inches. I think
2: the razor was the peak, and then they're, all of a sudden they started. But it makes sense bigger, to have like a nice big screen.
1: No, you're totally right. The razor got down to 3.5 inches, and then they're like four inches, 4.5, 5, 5.5, 6. Mm-hmm. They just, they're just they making it bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs>
0: They'll go and, bigger and, and smaller and bigger and, and smaller. As
2: as battery technology gets better with UAVs, you're going to no. see systems that can the fly The cell phone for is not long for half this world. A day. Yeah, uh, that's crazy. So right now, yeah, I, I feel like the biggest limitation with UAVs right now is battery technology. So you're like
0: uh, we've been talking about the DJI Phantom. What's mm-hmm. its battery life usually? Uh, 20, 25 minutes. You're, you're carrying uh, the camera, you're recording video the whole time. So you get not even
2: a half hour. Not even a half hour. Uh, sometimes a half hour. It really depends on the conditions. If you you have no wind, I'm flying in a, yeah. a controlled setting, I, I might be able to get a half hour
0: out of it. Now, I, I was just curious, like on a very technical aspect, mm-hmm. are the rotors free-spinning? So if the battery runs out, will the rotors spin fast enough to let it come down slowly?
2: No, if that battery cuts out, it's, it it's just going falls. down.
0: In a regular hop, helicopter, um, if it... If it loses its motor as it falls, the wind will spin the rotor fast enough to let it fall at a reasonable rate.
1: Well, it depends on the uh, manufacturer of this particular electronic device.
0: Yeah, I suppose.
1: Um, I, I wanted to ask, uh, according to what I was saying before, so if there was someone that did something improperly with one of these devices, for example, uh, whose responsibility would that fall to? Any ideas? Is that kind of open for debate right now? Is it the FAA? Is it the, the police? Is it the government? Like... Any idea?
2: That I have no idea. No, I, I know. Mean, I, uh, I must. I
1: must admit. And I'm sorry to put you. In you know, position, it, it's, it's outside of your like. You know, uh, it's outside
0: of his jurisdiction. Well, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. outside of any of our jurisdictions. <laughs> we are not it, the ones making the rules. No, we're not. If, if we I had it to guess, we're,
2: we're it'd not. be it'd be local law enforcement, and then you'd have uh, you know That's FBI where it would or something. Sure. Uh, something yeah. go, uh, larger government stepping in, but yeah i'm I'm not too sure that's uh, that's a little outside my realm. Gotcha. That's tough man.
1: but it's kind of cool that uh, this stuff will be available for regular people, although under the FAA guidelines that we talked about earlier, uh, so you have to kind of be kind of be smart enough to be able to understand what you're operating and then be able to grasp the rules that are important to operate it.
2: I mean, they're available right now. Uh, you know, any of the listeners right now can go on Amazon and and buy a DJI Phantom. They can then go to uh, a company like FLIR and buy a thermal imager and buy a lot of the capabilities that are out there for, uh, you know, uh, government entity uh, entities. So that, you, you, could, uh, you could you could you could put a bunch of stuff own. together if you wanted to. Absolutely.
1: So it's kind of good that the FAA is doing this because then it may not allow people that wanted to maybe do some of this stuff as a hobbyist for nefarious purposes to do that, right? Like or some, at least
0: put some protections in place to uh, make sure that... Well, so
1: that so that if something bad did happen, that you would have uh, repercussions. That you yeah, could, there's very
0: clear guidelines as to who is going to take control of it and, yeah... Maybe it'll – the repercussions, the possibility of repercussions. Well, like you don't, want,
1: you don't want Saul Goodman like somehow arguing that there was no laws in place for this to be a thing that's bad.
2: Probably. Coming up next. Because, you know, suit, he would he argue. Better call <laughs> Saul. No, I mean I, I guess the biggest thing uh, with the new rules is now you're allowing people to openly use them uh, – you know for commercial gain so it, it's going to open up a lot of jobs uh, a lot of aerial film and photography yeah uh you know uh, bridge in, bridge inspections uh if you think about that uh they usually use a reverse crane now you can send yeah. a yep. uh a drone in uh with the camera facing upwards and do inspections pipe inspections power lines uh um, I would love the cell towers as opposed to sending a guy up now you could send a drone up with oh yeah HD possibilities are endless on. man they Fantastic. really are I
0: would love for a drone to go and inspect the roof of the building at my work so that I don't have to go up on the roof yeah. to do it myself
2: yeah insurance companies after a, a hailstorm comes in they go uh, take a look hey dude I need new shingles yeah they yeah. do so so all the great nope, things that are happening,
1: no. I mean, we could spend all day talking about all the amazing things you could do with this, and we already had a little bit of a conversation about uh, what a hobbyist could maybe do if he want, had bad intentions, and... I would
2: call him a hobbyist. I'd call him a terrorist. Oh but. well, he's not a. <laughs> at that point, he's not a hobbyist. Sorry. Maybe
0: his hobby is being a terrorist, like
2: <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. He's, I am
0: an accountant yeah. during the week, but on weekends uh, I do a little bit of terrorism.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things that end with ist, but you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the hobbyists out of this and not associate them with those other groups. Okay. So all, all I wanted to do was. This, I prefer not, to think
0: of myself as a terror hobbyist.
1: It's funny because this is not actually any better, but I'm I'm about to uh, to move over to the military. So I just want to do
0: <laughs> <What a laughs> best segue ever. I just
1: I just want to do a quick little bit about the military itself uh, in the United States specifically because that's where we are, and sort of what they are handling and what because that means. it's America. So. Um, One of the most interesting stats that I came across when doing some research about this particular podcast was that one in three of the flying machines that the United States military has in its uh, facilities uh, is a drone. And that has come about very quickly, mostly because the drones cost so much less than an actual... Large machine would cost,
0: especially when one of them gets shot down.
1: Well, okay, it
0: costs a lot less then. Well, we can chat about that a little in a little bit. Well, at least we're not losing our life. <laughs> That's. I mean, that is such a huge motivation. Why don't them. we just fill you know, all these balloons
1: with, uh, with, uh, you know. but okay,
0: think about it on a very technical scale. Like what you're saying, it costs less, right? So, because you don't have to have a system to support a person in there it doesn't have to be strong enough to carry them it doesn't have to provide a you know pressurized cabin it doesn't have to provide oxygen you have all this other room or you don't even have to make it very big and you know that's why they're so damn efficient and why there's now one in 3 of the of all flying yeah. vehicles in the army are drones
1: you're that's sort ex- of right but the the most important point of that is the cost Well, that's what it all boils down to. Say that a Predator drone costs $7 million. Uh, Well, you know, most of the uh, flying vehicles there cost many, many more times that. Right. So what's important is what the military can get for its buck. Okay. So the military has a large group of different kinds of flying unmanned vehicles. Some of them that are able to do automated flight. Some of them that aren't. Uh, some that are as large as 34,000 tons. And some that are.
0: 34,000
2: tons?
1: Large. That's large. like a ship. Yes, there are flying ships in the air right
2: now. Yes. Okay, now they got the uh, unmanned uh, actual fleets as well. Yeah. So it's another unmanned system. A lot of people are.
1: A lot of people <laughs> are not uh, aware of how amazing like, and, and how huge some of these things are. I mean, if, say you want a, uh, like a flying refinery, like you don't necessarily have to have people on it. You can just make it happen. Um, one of the things we were talking about off the air was stuff that private companies were doing like Google and, uh, and other companies. And they're trying to make these flying ships, uh, with solar power yeah. so that they can just glide in the stratosphere and provide whatever technology they want to provide, whatever they're beaming down. Yeah, it's called
0: the thing from the Avengers, Dave. I'm sorry? It's the thing from the Avengers. That's what they're going to make, right?
1: Well, in order to have such great sci-fi comedies and and dramedies or whatever you call it, the Avengers, um, it's based in fact, isn't it,
0: nowadays? Certainly in a way.
1: I mean, look, the science fiction movies that we Thor have now Hulk. are totally. cer- certainly very far uh, removed from the science fiction of the past. We were talking about flying cars. We already have flying cars. We the, do? They've already been created. They are
2: already being directed. Cool. Like, in, in R&D groups, but... Right. Yeah, and small scale. I haven't seen them on 90 yet, but... No. You know, <laughs> they're not on our highways, I don't think that God. they would drive on a highway. They don't even have automated ones.
1: We have no idea.
2: You'd figure they'd follow figure the they'd existing fly. road system. I mean... What's it, the point? I guess that's a whole nother conversation. No. That's what I'm saying. It's like the Jets is basically... You fly straight when down. you have flying Except cars, have you fly can't just have people flying everywhere, to you know? You gotta have right. some kind of system in place. Well,
0: clearly... We figure it out because in Fifth Element, like, there's a definite, defined avenue of traffic. In in a lot of futuristic things, they do that. In Futurama, it's like that too.
1: Well, you feel like they have to do that here too, somehow. They'll so maybe they'll out. they'll uh, just uh, define the ability for things to interact in a certain space. Okay,
0: so you can have a a drone that is solar power that basically stays up indefinitely, right? I mean, it
1: hasn't happened yet. But we assume that that could happen at some point. I saw a, a drone right? flight. Yeah, uh, at some The point, longest drone flight was like
0: 364 it. days or something yep. like that. So, in theory, you can make small ones, and they would essentially be like road signs and stoplights that just sit there in the air, hmm. and they mark your way.
1: Yeah, but what, what does that do for us?
0: It oh, creates order cars. in the air yeah. for all of our flying car drone things. Because clearly... We're not going to be flying them ourselves, right? No, another option. It's going to be automated cars from Google, and then those cars will start flying. No,
1: you're right. You would have to, you would have to create the certain altitude at which they were supposed to be at and keep them there.
2: Yeah. As far as the traffic lights and things like that, I, I, I feel like they'd be tethered. They would have to be.
0: I don't, I don't think that there would actually be traffic lights. It would be more like road markers. Yeah, markers. Well, and, at, right. the, at the point where like we're all wayports. driving yeah. in
1: the air itself... Yeah. Then there will be wireless power, so it we won't be,
0: an be driving anywhere. We'll just program in coordinates, and it will fly us. No,
1: what I'm saying is, at the point where you can park those things there, and we feel safe about that, yeah, it's going to be wireless powered things.
0: Um, well, I mean that that already that power happening. may be a combination of like a small windmill no. on it and no. the solar power. wireless power. Well, I don't
1: care how you get the power. I don't care if they're burning nuclear or whatever. Like,
0: it, it's You think that they'll broadcast the power wirelessly?
1: They already are doing that.
0: Well, that was something that Tesla came up with a century ago. It's not like it's a brand new thing.
1: Well, you and Nikola should have told us way earlier. (laughs) You know, why'd you wait this long?
0: Well, it was impractical <laughs> back then. He dude, he came up with a plan to it was provide power back then, He came up with a plan to provide power for the entire world wirelessly. Yes, well that is that... a thing that Nikola Tesla did.
1: Yes, and he was he was obviously just totally saying in the head there was no problems with Nikola Tesla.
0: I'm not saying that it would have worked or not, but that's what he did. But... he did lots of things <laughs> that were awesome. He's responsible for like alternating current, and, and, okay, I won't even get into it. So look up
1: the bad side of, of Nikola Tesla because there is that as well.
0: I'm not. I did. I never said he wasn't nuts. He was totally nuts. But a lot of geniuses are. Yeah,
1: well, you're absolutely right. <laughs> but that has nothing to do with our discussion. Nothing whatsoever. <laughs>
0: Let's just drink. So moving on. What beer are we finishing Cheers. right now? We just finished a Ninja versus Unicorn from Pipeworks, didn't we? Yeah, we did.
2: Yes. It's fantastic. Yes. My first time having that one.
0: So, quickly,
1: what I'm interested in is is are we going down a bad path, right? Uh, I'll, I'll go quickly over this, but give me your thoughts, please. So, uh, so a high rate of civilian casualties is what's happened on the early side of uh, using drones in the military. Um, there's more or less arguably a culture of like fear and disinformation. Uh, I'm not trying to be political. I'm just saying because of those particular, uh, acts with, with those particular devices. Uh, sure. It makes for very, in very that particular device. group of years when they were not tested very well, when they were used to the beginning, um, copycat attacks could be possible from other countries etc like that's already happened a couple times but never in, in in really great quantities um and then also um those people that are piloting these things which is another great conversation uh to have are they being desensitized is it just a game to them is it different from being in the cockpit of an actual aircraft shooting down something that you can see to being so many millions of miles or obviously thousands of miles away yeah um you know in a room with a picture of hawaii on it in a painting like it's, it's obviously has to, it has to be different those things have to be different they have to be they just have to be um yes ethical decisions so the like are they going downhill i don't know but let me talk about some of the good things right um Saving the lives of military personnel by them not having to fly these sorts of things. Um, The cost over the giant jets and things they had to previously purchase, having them be very small on reconnaissance missions, things like that. Spending many less tens of billions of dollars uh, over the industry that can go to other things for our country. Um, Operating 24-7 increased re- reconnaissance, being able to get places that other people can't get to, like little tiny crevasses.
0: Like caves. <laughs>
1: like a cave. <laughs> Entering something that a plane cannot get into.
0: Right, and that's something that like the the certainly the smaller reconnaissance drones can do. So
1: let me hear your opinion, Jason. Just uh, pros versus cons as far as uh, the military and, and the advent of this technology.
0: Um, there are certainly just many many pros and you know before coming into this i didn't know about as many of them like it it makes perfect sense that you could use them in a maintenance fashion or in a uh, survival fashion or as a way to assist first responders things like that Um, that sort of thing is invaluable imagine like if no contractors ever to climb on a roof to just check on something anymore you know that would just that, that right there, that it's a little minor thing, helps a whole lot. Yeah. But, um, you know, I worry about some of the other problems where, like, you know, some people look at the implications when you have drones that are actually killing people, that are delivering lethal payloads to a foreign target. And, you know, one of the things that we count as a benefit is that we're not putting some one of our own people in danger. We're not putting one of our own people in danger. But, you know, there may be a school of thought, however, you know, lefty it sounds, that you should maybe put one of your own people in danger when you're going to go kill someone else because then you have to deal with the consequences. And maybe not everyone is going to be with, you know, maybe not everyone is going to agree that that's what, you know, needs to take place. So, um... It's certainly a debate that we would never solve uh, in the remaining time in this podcast. But well, let's be there less, are let's
1: be less political about this,
0: right? There are pros and cons of you know using an unmanned vehicle, right? You know, it's good for you, but maybe you lose some perspective on the situation because of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to see a huge debate on this in the coming years, and I want everybody to have. Great knowledge of both sides of that debate, right? So, one of the things that I always love to do is 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 kind of talk about anything positive, anything negative, and this isn't even about like what's going to happen with these drones because these drones are going to happen.
2: You can't uninvent them. And what are They're your here?
1: What are your feelings on all the pros and cons, Mike?
2: Well, I feel like. Uh the pros definitely outweigh the cons and, you know, kind of like Jason just said, you can't uninvent that technology. So right. it's already it's out there. Uh, you know, let's, if, let's if somebody has mil- militia intents to use the technology, you know, they're going to use it, whether we have the regulations or not. So I'd, yeah. I'd rather have uh, the technology in place for our government to use it to help us. Uh, you know, uh, then just having any, any John Smith out there being able to operate a system, uh, without repercussions. So you don't mind them putting regulations on? No, I don't mind regulations. Uh, you know, they're fair. Uh, what I was expecting. And I
1: mean, it's not like, uh, like someone in the police department should be able to fly a drone 3000 miles like in a direction and spy
2: on someone. No, but if they're going in, if a, they they should have some kind of regulations
1: at least. Right. If
2: there's somebody that they suspect of cooking meth and they have a uh, warrant, uh, to go in and and raid the so raid follow, the raid the compound. Now all of a sudden they're ha- able to have a drone above the scene. Uh, let's say they have a back door they weren't aware of. Now all of a sudden I have eyes in the sky. Yeah. uh and they could say Maybe hey the uh, a, a guy that... just ran out uh you know a back door <laughs> heading heading north uh go get him like i'm not even kidding i i had a customer uh you know it was a marijuana grow room uh they went and, and seriously they raided the facility and uh you know they told me wow. about this and they and they had somebody go out a secret door, uh, and they had an actual
1: customer of yours.
2: Uh, not a customer, just uh, just doing a demo, and it was uh, an application that Someone they said, who "You may know, have been a I customer. I wish I would have had this three months ago." Because here's a scenario: we lost somebody still at large because we didn't have eyes in the sky. I assume he's not a customer. No, not a customer. Yeah,
0: <laughs> not yet. But it'll be an easy sell at that point because. He realized that it would have been tactically it would have been useful. very useful for him.
1: Yes.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, the applications are really endless. Like, like we've talked about throughout the uh, the last hour here, whether it be agriculture or film or police or. Well, let me uh, let me
1: give you guys some uh, some parting thoughts, and you're absolutely right, Mike. So wh- whether it be whatever it is, it's uh, important that you uh, at least have listened to us and, and kind of. Gotten a good idea. Of I think we all we agree that here. benefits
0: outweigh the cons. It's important for us to have the technology,
1: but it's not important for us to uh, uh, to think that we can do things that we can't where we are. You know, uh, you can't be a hobbyist and try to uh, and try to buck the the things that have, have been put
2: in place for you, right? Do right.
1: agree with the FAA regulations?
0: Once for the they most part. once they set some regulations
2: For the most part, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of situations where going out of line of sight would benefit. No, uh, look, we we brought you know, this a, up FEMA a little earlier. or something like that. I, I think
1: that line of sight is a very It's it's nation.
2: a great first step. Uh is a big thing. It's nice to see them progressing uh A lot of us in the industry thought it was going to go the other way where there was going to be a lot more restrictions on it. And this, I guess, is a little bit more passive first step than a lot of uh, us in the industry. See, that's good
1: insight because uh, I think that a lot of us who are outside, and I say Jason and I, uh, outside of the industry, we we really didn't know um, if they were leaning towards the hobbyist or away from him.
2: No, so I mean, kind of like I've touched on a couple times, hobbyists have always kind of had, I hate to say free reign, but they can kind of do as they wish uh, within certain small boundaries but were they enforced were they real law no that's gray no Uh, but for you know uh, a real estate agent an aerial uh, photographer to be able to use it legally uh, he had to apply for a certificate of authorization he had uh you know jump through all these hoops to uh to legally use it but with the new proposed regulations this is making it much easier for a, a, a new business to to thrive uh, with the technology
1: uh yeah yeah for them i guess part, is yeah. what i'm
2: i'm touching on so yeah i i think it's great that there's uh regulations in place i'm um, interested to see the testing they're they're actually going to have and you're going to have to participate uh in online and what that's going to stand for so uh, we'll we'll see we'll see in the next uh year or two here
1: i I think he's absolutely correct there yeah. um, so what I was saying before is uh, uh a lot of this a lot of this has to do with uh, whether you're talking about the hobbyist or the business, the commercial industry uh if we're separating all the categories, we have kind of the governmental stuff the the well no the the military stuff, the civil stuff, and the hobbyist. Can we yeah. separate it in those three categories? I think there's yeah. a
0: fourth category. There's there's military, civil, commercial, and hobbyist. Because military is going to run by its own rules. Civil, like the police and FEMA, I think need to be allowed to do things like not have line of sight and stuff like that. Um, but then commercial, maybe they need to be allowed that for certain uses. You think
1: the police should be allowed to have no line of sight?
0: I don't know about the police, but I know that like in- FEMA... In special Needs to not be able to have that because they need to go in to places that they can't see. This is one of those things that in in like that's the you know, whole point far right,
1: of right or the far left yeah. like kind of you know political. And speech, it's it's it so, it's going to go crazy. It's, it's just a little crazy.
2: taste of what the FAA. Has oh my god! Had, uh, yeah, and remember this happened on January twelfth. Like, yep. People
1: are going to be yelling about this for years. yeah This is not going to be decided this year.
2: Well, they have ninety days, so uh, you know, read up on that proposed uh, legislation. Is there going to be a vote on it? Not for us. No, but we. No, we don't. The public has a chance to comment right now. Uh, So you know, go through. uh, Like I said, Dave can probably uh, put a link up here on the website and uh, check them out. And if uh, you know there's anything you don't agree with or you have strong feelings for or against, uh, please please voice your opinion.
1: Well, I think that's a, that's a great point, Mike. And I, I will put something right below here for, uh, for you to voice your opinions. Not in any particular way, just whatever you want yeah, um, to do. Yeah, uh, absolutely. To finish up, uh, I guess moving forward. So, uh, do you think there is any possibility of like this kind of taco, pizza copter, Amazon delivery service? Is that I happening so. soon? Yeah, I do because um,
2: Amazon is not very. A far lot away. of a lot of other countries are uh, have more laxed rules when it comes to this. So, uh, you know, the biggest thing Amazon's doing is they're threatening. You know, if you're not gonna uh, go with the flow here and allow regulations to be in place for us to operate these systems and do uh-huh. deliveries, uh-huh. we're gonna move our business elsewhere. And well,
0: uh, I mean, that's kind of silly. It's not like Amazon's going to stop no, selling to
2: America. No, but their corporate office—they're <laughs> going to move it out, and yeah, they can always maybe they're testing sort of thing. and things. Like no that. way, so, not yeah. selling to America.
1: Look, they'll they'll, oh, America, they'll figure something out. out. I think
0: to 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 be able to do commercial viability of drones to you know use them to inspect uh, buildings and to use them. Uh, to deliver goods I, I see that being a reality inside the next 10 years
2: no absolutely but uh it, if we don't i'm not going to say rush the uh regulations but allow the ability to do testing and and see where it goes from there then yeah you're going to see uh you know countries like the uk that are already doing Domino's delivery yeah. pizzas is testing and things like that i saw the, UK's the re, regulation is.
0: If the if the drone weighs more than twenty kilograms, it has to be registered as like a a flying thing, so a transponder and all that stuff. But if it's under that, there's very little regulations, like you're saying.
1: Yeah, this is really tough for people because what we were talking about off the air, for example, you could you could literally just like have an explosive strapped to something and don't give any ideas, Dave. No, there are no ideas. I I have no idea how to obtain a. Drone. Now they're listening. I have no idea how to obtain a device. <laughs> if you weren't on a like list
0: before, <laughs> you are now. Fantastic. But well, you guys know what I'm talking about. So th-
1: the point is, you you strap some kind of explosive device to uh to a drone. You you fly it into something like. Who is preventing you from doing that right now?
2: Right now, just I mean, local, there's a million things you can do that with. But,
1: so. There's actually not a million things you could do. You're
2: right, not a million things.
1: There's like there are two things. other things. One's a drone, and one is like a weak representation of a drone. No, <laughs> you
2: could do it with a remote control. A remote control car. Yeah. That's what
1: that is. They've a, been around A weak for- representation of a
2: drone. That's what I'm saying. They've been around for 35 years. Of course you can, but what I'm saying Isn't is... Isn't there the uh, Perkin Call of Duty where you can have the remote control kamikaze car? <laughs> And just drive it in and blow it up at any moment. I'm pretty <laughs> sure.
1: Yeah, but isn't there, there there's no like uh, um, accountability for going out and buying a remote control car. Like, is there no accountability for buying a drone? Well, you don't have to get it's it on the a same list. Same thing. Like you can you get it do, at a, a hobby gun.
2: shop. You go to any hobby shop right now where you can buy but a remote control car. You don't have to, to register car. at Home Depot when you, you go buy, buy an You can buy a
1: it acts as yeah. not
2: the same as a flying, unmanned vehicle. What's the difference between a flying and a driving one?
1: One is not going to be stopped by anything that is easily accessible.
2: Which one's that? The flying the, one?
1: No. Yeah, the flying one. Yeah.
0: Right. It's not going to be stopped by anything that is the point? easily accessible. Like you could, I you could somehow, of the words. You
1: can somehow roadblock like something that's on the ground. But you could never roadblock something that's in the air unless it was, like, uh, slow-moving.
0: If it was a fast-moving thing with an explosive, look, there's nothing we could do about it. They invented airplanes, and then they invented anti-aircraft weapons. Like There will be a way to stop drones. Like, in 10 people years. People will figure out how to, like, make a fence around their property so that if a drone flies into it, it, bam. And, and it goes up for, like, 500 feet.
1: I hope we don't have those. I'm not
0: saying that you see a 500 foot fence, but there's like, you know, an electrical yeah. barrier that in you the can't MP. see. Uh, yeah. They have little radar stations the when feature, they see anything the is flying at low that. level, they just shoot an EMP. It doesn't hurt birds. So the
1: future is basically chicken wire that happens instantaneously around everything.
0: Invisible chicken wire. Invisible chicken wire
1: around everything. So you have like a little fence around yourself while you're walking you're like, something chicken wire. So it's happened.
0: Look, I mean, I'm sure that in Someone places like of extreme throws security, throws at you and then chicken wire. They out. have ways to like disable cell phone signals and yep. stuff like that. So mm. it, this is just an extension I, of that.
1: I hate this extension of chicken wire. I've got to well, say. they were this keeping is, that this head. is the
0: great offense. You have to assume there is a defense for this coming.
1: So if I'm a band playing and they really don't like me and they throw an apple, there's like there's this chicken wire digitally appears. No. <laughs> <laughs> You just get hit by the shit because at that yeah, point, you're just gonna get hit. Technology is like you're it's that bad be of a band. A week old you deserve tomato, and it's just gonna go. Yeah, when it hits you, I get it. Fantastic. Oh, well, that's great, Jason. I I appreciate that.
0: I'm gonna bring some rotten fruit to your next concert. <laughs> <laughs> Don't miss any notes.
1: Okay, so uh, just just a couple final thoughts on on the broadcast here. Um, Again, we, we want to talk about like uh, like drones and what they were. So I think we kind of covered that um, and who was flying them, all these different kinds of organizations, uh, some rightfully so, right? And some, there's sort of an ethical battle about that. No, no agreements from the audience?
0: I, I think there's no disagreements either. Okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I You're need. Good. I need like a. I need like a panel of people behind me to be like, yeah, yeah. You need too much
0: reinforcement, Dave.
1: For those of you listening, I'm high fiving each side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. High fived. Good to go. Uh, anyway, so thank you very much, uh, Mike. Uh, great background in uh, in thank training. Thank you for bringing your expertise and drones. And in fact, um, we we had a, a really insightful conversation this evening. So uh, we invite you to tune in. Every week for the uh, Retro Spectacle Podcast. On Drink 5 Network. On Drink 5 Network. And of course, in a couple months, we'll begin the Fantasy Football Podcast. Beginning with why LaShawn McCoy decided <laughs> Buffalo was a good team.
0: I don't know that... was He a, He wasn't a free agent. He got traded. He got traded. Yeah, he didn't decide shit. He did not, and he hates it. Buffalo's <laughs> a nice <laughs>
2: city. In the winter. I like Buffalo. Winter is coming. Very soon.
0: Oh, I can't wait for Game
1: of <sighs> All right. So for uh, for Jason and Mike. Cheers. Thanks, gentlemen. guys. Cheers. Cheers.
0: Drink five.